Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Time is now 8.10 a.m. and you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we are here at All Spoked Up speaking to Mr. John Schretz today. Thank you for having me, Curtis. All right, my man. Good to see you. Good to see you. We also have the legendary Francis T. Cat here. <laughs> Shop Cat. Shout out to Cat or uh, Francis. Shout out to Francis. All right. And also want to give a quick shout out and a thank you to everybody who made this day possible. So the whole squad, my co-host Christine here, uh, we have JV in the back doing our engineering and mixing with Hunter and Becca as well. All right. So that's the team. Got to give them some love. So we have some updates for you guys. We do have the news. Francis just jumped down as you can Stop. see. He's I'm doing so his thing. I'm so over this. I'm so over this. So real quick, first and foremost is the Alley Art Festival. Now. Celebrating 10 years of art, music, and spectacle all around downtown Saturday the 29th from noon till 5 p.m. Uh, artists will be at multiple venues, musicians, and even a puppet theater. Told you guys about that yesterday, so please come on out, show some love. Shout out to the Aurora Downtown crew. Compendium. This is very important. Mm -hmm. A week-long shopping experience showcasing makers, shops, and creators. That'll be across Geneva, Batavia, and uh, some shops here in Aurora. Okay, So shout out to Wickwood House, Branch Gardens, and Cottonseed Creative Exchange at 8 North Broadway. Friends of ours and friends of the show. Uh, Compendium runs from the 24th until the 30th, so it is going to be ending shortly. Uh, Carts for a Cause. Shout out to our friends Visual Arts and the Aurora Interfaith Food Pantry as well, and to all the artists who are taking part um, in this. September is Hunger Action Month. Paint a shopping cart to help put a spotlight on hunger. The carts will be placed at various businesses around the downtown Aurora area. Uh, we have posted that for you guys. We'll make sure that you get the information again. There is a, uh, excuse me, an adjoining number for you guys to call, a uh, lady by the name of Becky. Now, I don't know that number by hand, but I'll make sure to get it. This is so new. It's really cool. Hi, Francis. Look at you. What's he eating? He's got a bug. Okay, he's got a bug. There you go. Somebody got breakfast. <laughs> Emergency rental assistance program. Very important. Through the state of Illinois, this has been extended until the 28th. Okay? Now, the program is via the governor's office and the IHDA, which is the Illinois Housing Development Authority. Apply at ema.ihda.org. Senior meal distribution, don't forget, the 31st at Aurora uh, Police Department, 1200 East Indian Trail Road, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And we're still on the COVID-19 watch list. Now that's Kane and Will Counties. Please be safe. Uh, please wash your hands. And when you are outdoors in public, uh, don't be that person knocking over the stand in Costco just because you're told to wear your mask. Uh, the deadline to complete the census is September 30th. If you have not done the census, go to 2020census.gov and do so. Filling out the census is very important, so please uh, make sure that you guys do that. That is how our city gets funding for various projects and initiatives. All right, and without any further delay, let's get to our interview with Mr. Shreds. How you doing, brother? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing good, good man. Good, good. Well, welcome to the new spot yeah. here. Yes. <laughs> It's excellent. You can see a little bit on the camera. We have a new spot we just moved into last Thursday, and that was kind of a whirlwind of moving. Yeah. Being... You guys just hopped down two. Yeah, we just moved next door. Okay. So if anyone's curious, we just moved next door. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Right. But what a difference. It is a big deal. Oh, it's a huge difference. Yeah. When I walked in yesterday just to kind of check the place out, it looked completely just amazing. I mean, it looked amazing before, but there's so much room. You can see the bikes all mm -hmm. over the place. You got the t-shirts up there. Thank you. So, yeah. Yeah. Everyone should come check no, it out. No, it's coming together really well. We're still trying to decorate and get stuff in. The hard part is now there's, like, no product to, like, order. <laughs> so, so it's still kind of bare. So we're just waiting for things to, like, come out from back order right now. So. Oh, gosh. I like the red and the dark gray. Yeah. It's really cool. Fast. Really cool. All right. So, so tell everyone who you are and where you're from. Uh, my name's John. 
as we said before. <laughs> Born and raised here in Aurora. Um, I grew up over by Aurora University. Uh, I went to West, went to the West Side schools. I currently live on the East Side, though, kind of over by Phillips Park. Holla. Oh. All right. <laughs> yep. And any other educational background? Did you say you were going to school for something else? I went side? to school. I f- originally, I went to school to be an illustrator. So that's where the T-shirts came from because okay. I learned how to draw. Um, and then I realized that wasn't going to pan out. I'm not good <laughs> enough for that, and those guys are super good. Uh, then I went back to school and got a teaching degree. And my first job out of school wasn't teaching, so I just never ended up teaching. Hmm. Interesting. Growing up, what impact did your mom have on your life? Uh, a lot. I still have the fear of my mother. <laughs> I still hear – anytime anybody says my full name, Jonathan, she's kind of like duck. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm getting in trouble. Yeah. Uh, my, no, my mom had a very positive uh, role in my life. We had sit-down dinners and sit-down breakfasts every morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. She taught us manners. She taught us to hold doors open for people, and I still do that. People still thank you for that because that's an odd thing. I, a lot of people still don't hold doors open for each other. So, right. I think very highly of that, too, when <laughs> people do that. I'm yeah. like, when people don't, then it's, it's just kind of – Yeah, and people like shut the door behind you real quick. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, that's, that's great. Uh, what was your first job? My first job ever, yeah, uh, I was a paper boy for the Beacon News. Really, from like I don't know fourth or fifth grade until high school. Wow, until I was like a freshman in high school, and I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> was this like when they deliver it? Oh yeah, banded up. Yeah, I had a rubber bandit, and I had a big route too. I had like 65 papers or something, so it took like two or three trips on the bike to like oh. do 20 this way, do 20 that way, do Damn. 20 the other way. What kind of bike did you have back then? I had. I started with a little BMX bike. It was a GT, and then at some point I got a mountain bike, and that made it a little bit easier just because of bigger wheels and gears going up hills. So mm-hmm. not that Aurora has big hills or anything, but it's still you're looking at still when you're yeah <laughs> when you're 12 years old and you have 40 pounds of newspapers on your back, it's it becomes uh, cumbersome. Right. So somehow we thought it was okay for kids to do that. It was teaching them character. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It did. It super did. I wish there were still paper boys. <laughs> now it's just one guy does the whole city mm-hmm. at like 5 a.m. in his station wagon. So <laughs> Start throwing them up. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have any people, um, like any stories of any ladies that were complaining or didn't, you're hitting the – I crowd? had this one lady. She, would, she was like a shut-in. She would not answer the door for me. She would not open the door. She would only talk to me through the closed door. I had put it on her front stoop. It had to be on her doormat, like two inches over. She would call and complain really? all the time. Yeah. And my guy on the route, he finally came out with me once. And he was like, wow, yeah, she's nuts. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about it. Just just put it on the doormat. Let's not worry about her anymore. Right. Oh, my gosh. She's probably listening now. I'm like, hey. No. Aurora <laughs> University bought her house and tore it down, so we're all set. All it's a parking garage <laughs> she's now. Gone. Um, tell us about the history of All Spoked Up. Um, All Spoked Up started about nine years ago with the owner, Matt Knowles. Okay. He, this is actually his second bike shop. He had owned a, a, another shop up in Mountain Prospect some years ago. Um, he had gone through some rough times in his life and came back to the cycling industry. And At one time, he was actually building his own bikes, too. He had a, a frame builder by the name of Tim Teasdale, who's a better-known frame builder in the frame building world. Um, but unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago. But that, him along with Matt, prompted the the starting of All Spoked Up. Did and that start here in Aurora? Or? No, they started in Batavia. He okay. had a spot in downtown Batavia on the east side, just off of 25. And when did you open the Batavia, or I'm sorry, the Aurora location? The Aurora location opened up about six years ago. Um, there's a gentleman by the name of Pete Cleary. A lot of people know Pete. They still come in looking for Pete. Um, he ran this location here. Okay. He had a store um, on the far east side off of Butterfield that didn't do so well. And him and Matt, Matt kind of bought out his shop, and then he just kind of started working for Matt running the store down here. All right, cool. Interesting history. Oh, I didn't want to plant a quick flag in the conversation and say shout out to one of your employees, Kim Fredericks, friend of the show. Awesome. Kim is a valued employee. We yes. need her on the weekends desperately. Yes. <laughs> shout out. Hi, Kim. Hey, Kim. Um, now, 
tell us about Kona bikes. One of the first things I noticed about this, about All Spoked Up, was I kept seeing Kona, Kona, Kona everywhere. Kona is a very small brand out of the Northwest, okay. up in the Washington Bellingham area. Okay. Um, they're primarily a mountain bike brand. Like they started out as mountain bikers, and mm-hmm. they make other bikes too. Um, but it's a very niche brand. They have a, kind of a cult following. Okay. People, people like, oh, I have this Kona from 1998, and they'll show you pictures of it and stuff like that. And there's only like 10 people that work there, and we kind of are on a first name basis with all of them. So like, oh, all right, I gotta talk to the sales rep Dylan, or I gotta talk to the credit lady so and so, or I gotta talk to the warranty guy Ed. Like we all kind of know each other's names, and they all know all the bike shop people's names because it's such a small company. Um, they do really good at taking care of the bike shops. Very cool. Like if I need something, they'll talk to me and help me figure it out. Um, they'll st- and like you said, all the Kona stuff everywhere. They just give us the stuff. Right. They give us all these tins and these light up signs and T-shirts. Yeah. Lots of brand so, awareness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of other companies don't do that, or they make you buy that stuff for the store. So yeah. it's it's really cool. Um, and tell us about how COVID nineteen has affected the shop and everything. COVID has been crazy for the bike shop. So when COVID first really hit in the beginning of March, we weren't sure how it was going to play out. Right. So like everyone, and we were dubbed an essential business. Like there was a big push in the cycling industry to like get the governments to say, hey, bike shops are an essential business because we're transportation. And especially when people don't want to take public transportation, they needed their bikes fixed to get to work, especially in city areas like Chicago, right. New York, and stuff like that. Couriers, everybody yeah. running the gamut, real. Um, but then once March hit, it started picking up. More and more people started wanting their bikes fixed. And then once like the lockdown started, that's when like the floodgates opened. Right. So we sold out of all of our bikes by June. Wow. Can't get any new bikes until september probably more likely october november december wow they've been trickling in by ones and twos and really the only bikes left are like five thousand dollar mountain bikes or five thousand dollar road bikes because those yeah people aren't looking for that but on conversely to that people have been bringing in all their old bikes to get service they'll get flats fixed to get tune-ups on them just get them up and running because cycling was like one of the only things you could do outside and be away from everybody right like yeah. running you're yeah. still you're still kind of going back and forth right. past people right. but if you're on a bicycle you're going at least 10 miles an hour so your breath is coming still coming back at you so you can still be without a mask and be further enough away from people to where you felt safe and then people just all of a sudden discovered how cool bike riding is again so yeah. like they forgot for like 35 yeah. <laughs> years like it was a big yeah. thing in the 70s yeah. and then died off and now everyone's like oh wow i'm we, our family, we rode over to Harner's, and it was super cool. And then we saw this deer, and we saw this geese, and blah, blah, blah. So people are starting to see their world again. They're exploring their homes now, They're, which is really cool. Yeah, the trails yeah. have been crazy because, again, everyone's trying oh, to yeah, social the, distance. The trail's like walking. and The Fox River Trail's been like the mall at Christmas time. So some of us that like have been cyclists for a long time, we avoid the Fox River Trail now because there's just too many people. Yeah. So we try to just hit the open roads now. Okay, Interesting. Okay, where else do you go around here? Sawiki? Yes, there's Sawiki. mountain bike trails near here called Sawiki. That's in Yorkville, Oswego area. It's kind of a weird area. You can't really tell what town you're in over there. <laughs> um, and the geotag, every day it's different. It tells you it's Oswego or it tells you it's Yorkville, so it doesn't even know where we're at. Um, but then there's, you know, Aurora is kind of the edge of civilization, the edge of the suburbs, because anything past Aurora is just country. So we have op- tons of open roads with very minimal traffic. So a lot of us just ride out there. Yeah. And you're also, you also have an adventure team? Yes. Stay uh, rad? Oh, <laughs> snap. Yeah. Years ago, uh, a friend of mine and myself started our own bike team called the Stay Rad Adventure Team. And we just... We go on crazy bike rides, crazy long bike rides, riding different terrain, riding gravel, exploring different roads, doing different things. Uh, it's kind of taken a back seat since I took over this job. Yeah. So I've been trying to bring that kind of energy and that kind of flavor to the bike shop. And I think that you're seeing that here with like just the posters and the artwork, Absolutely. the yeah. type of bikes we're carrying and yeah. the type of customers that have started coming in since I took over. Very cool. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Oh, 
My bad. This is what we usually do, and no one can see it. <laughs> <laughs> you go. No, you go. <laughs> Where's your favorite place, like state, that you visited that you'd like to go biking? Way up in northern Michigan, there's a place called Copper Harbor that is amazing. It is at the teepee top of Copper Harbor. It's up in the upper peninsula, up on the weird island thing, and on another little peninsula. It's so far up there. Nothing works. Your phone doesn't work. No internet. There's nothing. It's so quiet. Planes don't fly over it. It's right on the edge of Lake Superior. It's it's beautiful, and you realize why it's called Lake Superior. You're like, Right. It's just clear and cold. Nice. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so now we talked about COVID, and we talked about how people started taking an interest in biking. They started redoing or uh, cleaning up old bikes and fixing flats and things like that. Um, before COVID, do you remember a time when there was uh, a boom in biking and, and a spike in the industry going up like what other things made people get out there Edu- not yeah. not in my lifetime i've been working in bike shops since 97 mm-hmm. i think my first job was when i was 17 um but i would hear stories from the old timers saying there was a big bike boom in the 70s and that was because uh gas prices inflated back then you know there was a shortage right. of fuel and right. stuff like that and that that was another bike boom and people really got into like bike touring and bike packing where they would carry sleeping bags and stuff like that and go check out the country that way. Um, not though since the nineties, actually there was a bike decline for a long time in the late nineties, early two thousands when Schwinn, Schwinn stopped being Schwinn for those of you that don't know. What happened? So everyone loves Schwinn. They did. Everyone loves Schwinn around here. It's a Chicago brand. It was a Chicago brand. The owners of Schwinn sold their company back in 98 or 99 to, like, a mass company. So that's why you're seeing Schwinn sold at Target and stuff like that. They're not a bike shop brand anymore. Oh. So it's oh. not Schwinn quality anymore. It's just oh. Schwinn's. Oh. It's gotcha. just Schwinn's. They're usually put together wrong at Target. The handlebars are usually on backwards <laughs> for some reason. Because the kid that's stocking the paper towels is the same kid that's slapping the bikes together. Right. Um. I can tell that just irks you so bad. Oh, did you see that? Here's, on the on the camera, you can see it now. I'm watching you. You can see it now. I tag you in all the ones that I find. I will go to every Target in this area and tag your store if your bikes are put together wrong. And I have done it. Check the Instagram stories. That's right. You do have a great social media feed. If you're not following All Spoked Up on Instagram or Facebook, Facebook. you guys yep. do so – I mean, it can be um, – the middle of winter, and you see you guys out in like the trails or in the snow, and it's everything is just. We're just trying to get out, get after it, you and know, and then trying to let people know that we actually ride bikes. Like it's right. not just a business. It's, cycling's a lifestyle for a lot of people. Um, and then to go back to the to your previous question, the, the decline. Like there are other companies that got bought out by like major, major corporations. Like yeah. um, the late aughts of 2000 cannondale got bought out so cannondale was for a long time a very highly respected brand because they were all handmade in pennsylvania Mm -hmm. until about 2008 and they were all super expensive because they were all handmade in pennsylvania (laughs) by union workers and stuff like that yeah union strong for sure but that just jacks up the price of that frame you know because you got a guy welding that bike together Mm. um but they got bought out several years ago too and then just a lot of the other brands did too. Interesting. And there was just kind of this weird decline in cycling, and but then you know, oh, there was a bike boom when Lance. Oh, Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. He shall not be named. Lance Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> he did have a positive influence on cycling because right. it just it brought it at least for Americans. They saw, hey, we have a guy that's like winning bike races again. And because that, Americans were not. No, they had winning. not. Not since uh, good old Greg LeMond. And a lot of people just kind of forgot about Greg. So and just yep. like that, it's a history show. It is. It's always a history. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but yeah, Lance definitely had a, a bike boom in like the early 2000s. You, you start seeing people switching from playing golf to all of a sudden buying road bikes. Interesting. So he, there was a time when cycling was the new golf. Where guy, corporate guys in their late 40s, early 50s, instead of playing golf, they would buy super expensive road bikes, and they'd all go out and ride together. So it, so it was like a mountain bike? No, like drop like handlebar bikes, oh, like okay, skinny tires, okay. the spandex, okay. yeah. 
They would just start <laughs> buying all that stuff up, and it was that that I do remember that now. That was that was kind of bizarre and cool because yeah. a lot of those Same guys time. still ride bikes. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Uh, the time is now 8.30 a.m. You are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we're speaking with John of All Spoked Up. Let's talk about repairs and maintenance. Okay. So what type of things should people be doing annually or what, what, what can they bring them in for? Um, well, what you can do at home, the biggest thing I recommend is just making sure you keep air in your tires. Uh, get a good bike pump. You can get a bike pump pretty much anywhere. Just, just make sure your tires are firm. The... Recommended pressure is usually printed on the side of the tire. So you just got to kind of look around the tire and put the old cheaters on and, and see what you can find <laughs> on the side of the tire there. Uh, just keep them aired up. That helps the, the tire from rotting and from getting flats because a lot of people get flats because they don't have enough air in their tires. They'll, they'll hit a curb or a rock or something, and it'll just pinch on the rim, and then they'll get a flat. Um, and then keep the bike clean. It's Just wipe it down when you're done riding. Hit a little bit of 409 on a paper towel and just wipe it down. That that does a big things for it. Helps prevent it from rusting, corroding. And then when you bring it to me for tune-up, it doesn't smell so bad. Because <laughs> some of you really get after it, and then you bring me your bikes, and I'm just like, yeah. yeah. Like hop off, like, oh, excuse me, dude. Oh, yeah. Can you fix my seat? Like, oh, you'll, you'll see nuts and bolts just like white oh. from like salt from oh. people's sweat. Yeah. People are eating breakfast, John. I, hey, clean your bikes. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about Aurora. Uh, what to you is Aurora's strength? I would say it's it's community. Um, I think Aurora, people from Aurora are from Aurora. They'll tell you they're from Aurora. They won't tell you they're from Chicago. They'll tell you they're from Aurora. Right. And if other people in the country don't know where that is, they don't care. Right. So... Um, yeah, Aurorans are very proud to be from Aurora. It's it's a funny thing. Like if people from Montgomery don't do that. People from Oswego don't do that. Right. I don't even think people from Elgin do that. And Elgin's a big city too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not that there's not that uh that pride in a lot of other places. You know. Right. Yeah. There's there really is not. And Aurora's really been turning itself around in the last five years for sure. Ten mm-hmm. years in the long run, but five years it's really just started running with it. So. What's the biggest change you've seen in that five? Um, just the downtown coming back alive. Yeah. I shout out to Marissa Amoni for she's been putting shout the work in for a long time. Yeah. I, I mean, I knew Marissa when we were little kids because her brother and my brother were friends. But in the last ten years, I saw her trying to get things going through the Beacon News and stuff like that. And then in the last five years, when she became the manager of Aurora downtown, yep, yeah, she just really like kicked it up, getting artists yeah. to come down here, bands. First Fridays is a huge thing. Big. It's a huge yeah. thing. Like, just seeing everybody walking around downtown Aurora. When I was in high school, we used to skate and ride BMX around downtown Aurora. There was nobody down here. There was just, like, vagrants down here and sketchy stuff in the 90s. So it's it's so different and it's so much better. And it makes me so happy yeah. to see how clean and everybody out just walking around during the daytime. It's awesome. Right. Flowers and walking dogs. Yeah. For sure, oh, the flowers, yeah. the landscaping. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I say that a lot too. I'm like, what's well, First Friday? And they're like, what's First Friday? I'm like, don't you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> now they know my friends in other communities, and now they're like, well, what's going on on First Friday? Right. So, yeah. So it's yeah, it people, brings a lot of people. You know, people just show up to the shop for whatever, and they're like, what's going on? Well, like, well, one at seven thirty, I'm still open. So there's this app, and then I Here, explain yeah. what's going on in First Friday. Like, this is really cool. And then they'll come back a few minutes later with all this food because they went over to the Grumpy Gaucho and got some empanadas. And, right. This is awesome down here. Like, thanks. Yeah. Watch out for the bikes, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's it been like operating, managing a business downtown Aurora with some of your neighbors here? Um, Downer Place as a whole is just uh, a community in itself. Like with Shannon and Chad at, Shannon at Wickwood House and Chad at the Treadwell Coffee. Mm-hmm. We've all been really supportive of each other and try to cross-promote one another. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's really good. We'll all talk. <laughs> <laughs> we determined that Francis is the mayor of Downer. Just don't he tell, is. Don't tell Richard that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but a little bit of history is that it's kind of like in Chicago when they made that one block. Um, Harry Carey was the mayor of Chicago. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He had said, or the mayor at the time, Jane Byrne, had said, I'll give you one block, the rest of the city's mine. 
I think Francis is uh, her cat downer. Francis. Yeah, I love Francis. And then some. <laughs> so would you like to hear the whole history of Francis? Let's, let's Please. Francis. Okay. Yes. Where's, where's he from? So Francis <laughs> is from Jamestown, New York, which is about an eight-hour drive. It's like an hour and a half south of Buffalo, if you don't know New York geography very well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's from, from a very sketchy part of town called um, Barrett Avenue. I've heard not that to, in rap songs. Not not to disparage <laughs> anybody from Jamestown, New York, yeah. but if you're from Jamestown, you know Barrett Avenue, and you know what I'm talking about. Um, my girlfriend, Susan, who runs Offbeat Thrift and Vintage right next door, shout out to Susan. Shout I out. Susan. Um, she went home to visit family in Jamestown, and they went to a John Mulaney comedy show, and they came out, and Francis was there. And he followed them all the way home up Barrett Avenue to Grandma's house. (laughs) And then he was there the next morning when they got up, and he followed them around on vacation, just just walking around with them, getting ice cream. And then it was time to go, and they just threw him in the car, and he just sat in the armrest and came all the way back here. Yeah, that must be. He knows. He knows. He's rolling over. He's not on camera right now, but he's rolling over getting some tummy rubs. (laughs) Yeah. That's a very uh that's a very that's a very sketchy thing <laughs> to do. You just you're living in the, you're a cat, you live in the hood, you're just following people home. That's kind of classy kind of hood. Yeah, right. Francis, what impact has your mom had on your life? <laughs> He's definitely a trash cat. If you're sitting around eating french fries, he will steal them from you. Oh. He has done it straight out of my hand going into my mouth. He just grabbed it and took off. So he's used to eating trash. The time is now 8.36 a.m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we are with John of All Spoked Up. Um, so as we sit here at the moment, uh, Aurora currently, um, the River Edge Park is closed. The Paramount is closed. Uh, but there is life definitely coming up. We're coming back to some places, mm-hmm. those large gatherings or not. There's a whole lot of life going on down here on Downer's Place. Um, what kind of events and things like that do you guys have and hold? Uh, I know some stuff may be on hold because of COVID, mm-hmm. but the first Friday events you guys have mm-hmm. had here, mm-hmm. um, what do you got coming up? Uh, coming up for this coming first Friday, we're going to do a grand reopening here. Awesome. So what's the date of that one? September 4th? Yes. Shout out to Marissa. Yes, so shout out to 4th. Google well, Calendar. Right now, right now Marissa's going. She's screaming at me right now. It's September 4th. I know it's September 4th. <laughs> like the 7th? We'll be doing kind of a grand reopening. We'll have the sh- shelves restocked. We'll be finished decorating, balloons, refreshments, that kind of thing. Very cool. Um, in the past, though, we've had um, All Out Records. They're mm-hmm. kind of a mom and pop uh, record resale thing. They, they do very good here. So if you're looking for some vinyl, they got you. Okay. Um, we were holding group rides on Sundays, uh, my road rides where we do a mixture of pavement and gravel roads. If you don't know west of Aurora, there's a lot of unpaved roads, but they're very fun to ride and there's like zero traffic on them. So it's super cool. And we had excellent turnout. The first one we had 30 people show up and the next one we had like 40 people show up. And then, like, people were telling me, don't cancel, don't cancel, don't cancel. I was like, nah, I kind of got to. It's right. kind of a – it's socially irresponsible to have any kind of, like, group rides right now. Yeah. Like, honestly. Like, I have friends in the cycling community that as soon as they see other friends, like, doing group rides, they just, like, jump on you. I'm just like, oh, I don't need that. Right. I don't need that stress. So right. that's put off right now. So hopefully, hopefully we'll come up with something. Yeah, we should join one of those group rides. There is a Saturday group ride, too. We used to have a very casual Saturday group ride. They would meet up here at, like, 9, 8.45, like 9 o'clock, and they would just ride right up to North Aurora, go to Harner's, or they'd ride up to ride down downtown Oswego. Nice. Get some snacks, and then come back. I like how you ignore me when I said we he's, should take a ride. He's going to have to tune up my 2000 truck. <laughs> it's like my vintage bike. We can do that. Nice. Um, so here's a question. What is a misconception or a popular misconception about cycling or, excuse me, the cycling industry? Do you ever get some baddie just wacko? Like, oh, yeah, people get uh, I get, well, like Schwinn. People still think Schwinn are made in Chicago right. for some reason. Right. And they haven't been in like 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also think all bikes are made in the United States. And that hasn't been true longer than that. Right. 
Uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, other wacky things. People come in looking for a bike, and they're expecting the bike to be like $150. And that's not the case for a bike shop bike. Right. What's the average price of a bike shop bike? What would you? What's a price range that people can kind of choose for? Um, they usually start just under five hundred dollars, okay. and kind of go up from there. Like the average price range is probably like five six hundred dollars for like a pretty good hybrid bike, okay. or decent mountain bike to get you going on. And, and with that, you know, you get us like building it correctly. Number one, like I was saying with the Assembly. target bikes, they're built wrong. Like those bikes do come back to me, and I'm like, oh yeah, your handlebars are on backwards, or your wheels not on right. <laughs> So you're going to have to end up charging you another 100 bucks for me to fix your bike. <laughs> People can't tell that the handlebars are No, they have no idea. They, really? The brake levers will be I pointing straight up to the sky, and they'll be riding around like that. It's like, man, how are your wrists feeling trying to stop your bike like that? That's What? <laughs> That's crazy. Huh. Yeah, I can. Oh, and there's stickers on it, too, that says front and front. <laughs> so the guy assembling it should know. Yeah. It's like you said about the tires. Like, it says on there, the PSI. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> People's observation skills are diminishing, I think. I yeah. don't know. Um, so I like this shop. Um, who came up with the red and black? That is uh, Matt. That is was Matt's uh, – Matt, the owner. That was his thing, was the red and black logo. Even the, uh, the kiosk here for charging, red – Black. Oh well, that's that's just happenstance. That was, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I was like, damn, they're really doing it up yeah, here. Yeah, no, yeah. that's just our credit card company. They just happened to do that. But that um, was uh, Christina's idea to do the red all the way up to that line there, and then do gray for the ceiling. And I think it turned out really good. Everything really pops off the great, wall. Great idea, Christina. And give, gives yeah. it a great vibe in here. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Christina. Um, let's talk food. Okay. Let's talk food. You. Were a West Sider. Mm-hmm. Now you're an East Sider. Where's the best place to get tacos in Aurora? I really like El Tio right now. Oh, the right uncle. around the corner. Yep. They're really good. Yeah, I'm gonna go with El Tio. Okay. I'm gonna get jumped on on social media. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> um, what else do you? Uh, where else do you frequent in Aurora? What else should people check out? Uh, I've been real into the Caris lately, the new pizza place that took over Spizico. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Lake Street and New York. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's that's good. And they have, a, like, a really big menu, too. So if anybody's looking for vegetarian options or even healthy options, they have a lot of quinoa salads and stuff that are really – they're super good. Yeah. Um, go to Gillerson's, of course. Shout out to Dan. Shout out to Gillerson's. Dan, let's hey, hurry up and get Bebe's going, huh, man? <laughs> yeah, right there on the corner. Yeah, the yeah. Deli, the yeah. deli that's supposed to come in. Yeah, that's been a long time coming, too. Yeah, they've, they've had issues. issues. They've had city issues. <laughs> yeah. That's, I won't dwell on that because I don't know anything about it. So Right, but. yeah. We know their city issues. We don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Gillerson's for sure. Doughballs is good pizza, too. Shout out to Doughballs. Uh, Doughballs is on New York Street. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, attached to Bally Doyle's, actually. I think it's owned by the same people. I think they share a kitchen. Yeah, Bally Doyle's owns, yeah. uh, owns Doughballs. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, very good, very good. So now I want to do want to do a name name association. Okay. I'll say a name. Tell me the first thing that pops into your mind. Sure. All right? Cycle. Me. Rider. Me. <laughs> Come on, man. It's like I'm work. sorry, man. <laughs> Welcome to the John show. It's like 843. <laughs> it's supposed to be my day off. I'm tired. Oh, my goodness gracious. Song on replay. What are, what are, you, what are you crushing right now? Or group? Um, the Misfits. Oh, the Misfits. That's right. My man, we got some, got some style. <laughs> digging it, digging it. Um, well, so another question I have is that Aurora has gone through, uh, or rather, let me start over. Uh, with all the change that Aurora has gone through in those in the last five years, okay. Um, what do you feel as a business owner down here, uh, part of the community? What do you feel Aurora should have as its priorities in the next five going forward? I would Separate keep, from the COVID issue and everything. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Um, I would like to see more businesses coming back to downtown. I really think that's uh, that's been really positive for the yes. community. Um, I would like to see 
I know everyone loves little mom and pa stores, but even like a couple, if you just sprinkle in a couple of bigger chain things down here, that creates anchors. Yeah. Um, I've seen that in Geneva. Geneva's got like a couple bigger anchor. Yeah. Things and they're, if you ever been to downtown Geneva, they've figured it out with like the small businesses and just walking around the streets and yes, stuff like have. that. And I, I really think Aurora could kind of copy that model and do yeah. it their way, do it the Aurora way. But mm-hmm. I think that's been a, a big boom. Um, I like the two way streets. It took a little while, but there was a lot of weird one way streets through downtown Aurora. Yeah, there were. I remember those days. Yeah, Jeez. I just drove down um, Galena the wrong way for the first time, <laughs> like this week. <laughs> well, no, because now it goes two ways, and it was bizarre going the opposite direct, heading east, yeah. heading west on it. I was like, where am I going? Am I going to get in an accident? But no, I think that's really helped, like just the traffic flow of down here. Because I remember as a child. It, get all backed up and be weird with weird and then having to like learn to drive down here not knowing that there's a one-way street (laughs) (laughs) so anyone that had driver's ed down here in the 90s you know what i'm talking about always a good time uh now are you guys also um the fox there's another there's another riding club before before covid another riding team if i'm not mistaken i was around here was anybody affiliated with that fox valley ride or something like that uh i think i know what you're talking about that was i think they were doing that doing some rides out of here before i started working here okay a couple years ago i'm okay. not super familiar with that because uh it on the, like out- the fox river cycling club yes, or something that's like what, that yeah yeah okay. i don't know a lot about that what's the most expensive part of a bike um well, the most expensive that could be is, like, the wheels. Mm-hmm. You could probably spend, like, a lot of money on a nice set of wheels. Right. That is the part that make, that you're rolling on. Right. Um, overall, though, probably, like, the derailers, the things that change your gears, those could be pretty expensive, especially if you break one. And then the installation fee, because you got to set it back up and stuff like that, too. So, Can you tell us about this bike here? Um, I grabbed that bike. Let me just this out of the way uh i grabbed that bike just because it was a super pretty color and i thought it would pop on camera yes. with the background that is a kona hey hey 2021 kona hey hey kona hey hey that's right that is made for, that boy uh, sounds expensive <laughs> <laughs> that one is expensive that is made for mountain biking riding off woods and the trees doing some mountain bike racing mm-hmm. it's full suspension bike so you have a shock in the front and a shock in the back there you have hydraulic disc brakes, which are very similar to what's on your car or motorcycle. Same same kind of technology there. So your brakes, and they always work. They work when it's wet. They work when it's muddy. Your brakes just always work. How much does a bike like that cost? Oh, I want to say that one's. Damn, when, it, when the man selling you the bike says, ooh, <laughs> you might not be able to afford it, player. That bicycle is $4,500. It is a carbon fiber frame. And let me show you a cool magic trick. Uh Yes, please do. All right. Can you see me? Oh! Feeling that. So the reason you want that seat to be able to drop down like that so what I would do is you, there's a lever on the handlebar. I press it, and then I put my butt on it. My weight pushes it down. That gives you room to get over obstacles. So your seat's not, like, up your butt, basically. Right. So you can get behind the bike and maneuver it down super steep obstacles or rocks or bunny hop over something. And then you just hit the lever again. It just pops back up so you can have maximum efficiency with the correct uh, saddle height. And, you know, Francis takes it. it. Now, have you ever done any, uh, like, any of – were you a BMX bike kid? Oh, yeah, I was a BMX kid. That's where I started. Okay. Um, were you one of the kids doing the competition tricks and all that I never stuff? did competitions okay. or anything. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry if this is a, a, a weird <laughs> question. No, no, I'm, a, I'm a novice in the cycling industry, sure. so, yeah, yeah. I but never I've, did competitions, but, yeah, I was doing tricks and stuff. I actually have pictures of me grinding the ledges up the block at the Fifth Third in their parking lot. <laughs> Holy cow. From, like, 96 or something Holy like that. Holy shit. That's awesome. We'll see if I can dig that up. 
Yes, <laughs> we like to post that. That's yeah. some good. That's some good Aurora history. Uh, you took me next door and showed me some Aurora history too. Uh, you mentioned that this building at one point in time was a school. Yes, this was. Uh, I believe it was Augusta Business University. Okay. There is a. Uh, that's another good thing Aurora's been doing is they've really um, latched onto the history of Aurora. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these buildings will have placards on the outside describing what this building used to be, right. and they've been repainting a lot of the old um, signage. Like, a lot of the buildings had ads painted on them, so they went back through, and you'll see that over at Charlie's. They yeah. redid that yeah, on the side really of there. Um, where Craft Urban's going to be, they kind of touched up where the Assel Photography Studio was. Oh, yeah, that yeah, that's yep. right. Yep. That's that yep. ghost mm-hmm. image. Um, the time is now 8.50 a.m., and you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first <laughs> daily news podcast, and we are sitting with John of All Spoked Up. And uh, Francis is over there just getting love from Becca. And, you know, that's just how it's going. Look at him laying on the cord. It's all good, Francis. Doing your thing. Doing your thing. Um, Who are or who have been some of your cycling um, heroes or people that you looked up to? Um, I'll go back to BMX. Matt Hoffman. Mm -hmm. He was kind of like the Tony Hawk. BMX kind of did everything, did everything first. I actually met him once, and that was super cool. He was definitely beat up, though, from having to learn all those tricks and stuff. <laughs> really? He sat down. I saw, met him at a trade show, and he sat down to eat his lunch, and I was like, hey, Matt, can I have an autograph? It took him a good minute to get up, and he probably was only 35 at that time. Wow. But he's lots of bolts and screws all over him from mm. breaking boat. Yeah. You need that one picture we were just talking about, like on the photo wall here. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> I should maybe oh, I should take that out. Yeah. Out, yeah, 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 yeah. And for those who don't know what grinding is, what's grinding? Um, so you'll see bikes with pegs on them. So you just kind of like jump on a railing or a ledge on that peg, and you would slide basically. See, that's a cultural thing, because if you're from where I'm from, you're like, what the hell? I thought those for having your friends taking them. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. That's it's grinding, not riding your boy home. Very cool. Uh, now, look, we have – the time is now 8.52. Our show ends on a positive note, okay? Uh, but what we'd like to do is uh, let you – shout out the social, how people can get in touch, and also the hours and everything um, due to COVID that you guys got. Sure. Um, right now, uh, as far as COVID goes – we're just open. You're welcome to come bring your bike in and bring in any repairs. Um, we've been slowing down with repairs. That's typical of August. Right. Uh, stuff usually tends to slow down when back to school happens. Uh, school, parentheses. Right. Shout out to everybody stuck on Zoom right now. <laughs> <laughs> if it's working. Hopefully that's working. Right. Um, but we are open Monday through Friday, 11 to 6, closed entirely on Wednesdays. Uh, Saturday, 11 to 5, and Sunday, 11 to 3. Uh, you can follow us on All Spoked Up Aurora on Facebook. Not the other one. That's the old Batavia one, and I I don't have access to that one. So, All Spoked Up Aurora. That one's a little bit different. Or our Instagram is All Spoked Up Aurora as well, and there's underscores underneath it. If you just search All Spoked Up Aurora on Instagram, you'll you'll find us. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Now, quick question. So people that are wanting bikes, but they're obviously back ordered. What do they can do right now? Anything, or just they gotta wait? They gotta wait. Get like pre order like a, like car, <sighs> or get your money up. So we were trying to do that. We were trying to do payment up front, and then just have it on back order for when it comes mm-hmm. in. And then the sales reps called us. So like, don't, don't do that. Don't we can't promise. Promises. We can't promise you anything because things are slowly getting dispersed from overseas to them, and then they try to divvy it up evenly. To all the other bike shops because there there was a little bit of hoarding going on not just with toilet paper but there were certain shops that were hoarding bikes too that would order a ton of bikes or a ton of tubes oh. where other bike shops all of a sudden couldn't get them all so there was a couple times this spring where i actually bought tubes and pumps from another bicycle store shop they, they sold it to me at a slightly discounted price <laughs> yeah. wow. um and that sparked my uh my brain before we go and and uh Besides, uh, so you said a lot of bikes are not made in the United States. Mm-hmm. What's the best bike or a top-of-the-line bike that's not an American-made bike? 
I would say Cannondale. They still make great bikes, okay. all as well as the Konas that we carry. Okay. Um. Yeah, I would go that way. Okay. That's my answer. The brands we carry. Final answer. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was awesome. And, and the merchandise. Yes, we have. We do have. We do have swag. Um, can you hand me some T-shirts? Uh, the all spoked up one on the bottom there. It's truly live. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is live. right. Right, we are live. When y'all see. So we have our all spoked up shirt here that I designed this one, and we get them all printed up at the Yeti. So shout out to the Yeti Printing. Shout out to the Yeti. Hey, Mike, I need an arcade cabinet here in the new store. Hint, hint. Open face sandwich was up. <laughs> and we have our Francis shirt, Francis the Shop Cat, which I made this one too. And uh, Kim and the Yeti, they print it. They get, we get these printed locally. So. And my co-host Christine, yep, I do have my rocking her Francis rocking shirt, Francis rocking shirt. Francis, rocking Francis. Yeah. How was Francis during COVID? He's fine. I think he was a little bummed out at first because he really likes um, kids coming to visit him. Yeah, yeah. which is an odd thing for a cat. Cats usually don't like children, but Francis will run straight up to the find them and mm-hmm. headbutt them, yeah. and then fall down. He gave me like a whole window dance one day. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get a lot of people coming in telling me they were playing with Francis before we opened in the window. Yeah, so. yeah I was chilling uh, with uh, a few, for, well, a long time seeing the cat, but the, the day that we bonded, like behind the glass, Josh is out here painting, chilling out there with Tyler and everything. We're chilling, and here comes Francis, just peeping us and everything, and kind of <laughs> gives us the. And I was like, yeah. oh, damn, yeah. soul cat. Francis like knows it. what's up. He's got that little soul patch right yep. there on yep. his chin. Oh. <laughs> All right. So um, the, the show likes to end, we end the show on a positive note. What's something that you would like to tell the, the youth of Aurora, the citizens of Aurora, you know, what, what's something that they can take with them for the day and going into the week? I would say, especially now during COVID time, just take a minute to just look around you and just see what's out there in the world. And not everything's as terrible as it seems. Just try to find the positive things that are going on in your life. Focus on what you have and not what you don't have. And that's probably the best thing that I could offer. Okay. Keep talking because I'm right in that. Keep All right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see this like when we're off the screen because <laughs> you just keep going. And I would, uh, you know what, if, if you're running out of things to do, just kind of explore your neighborhood. Like, there's a lot of stuff in Aurora that you probably haven't found yet. So just hop on your bike and go ride to the east side. Go ride to the west side. Explore. Go, go explore. Explore your home. Go yeah. go check out Phillips Park. Phillips Park's amazing lately. They've done great work uh, revamping that in the last few years as well. So, I mean, yeah. the zoo's closed over there, but it's really pretty with all the trees and the sunken garden. Yeah, and the flowers. And the flowers. Oh, goodness, yeah. And then the west side of Aurora's got a lot of good parks. Lincoln Park's still real pretty over there behind Holy Angels. So, mm-hmm. Very cool. All right. Um, what's a message you'd like to give to the people? I think kind of like what he said. I think that's something that people, we've been hearing as we're talking to people, just like taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of stepping back and just doing what you need to do to be okay, you know, because we're all – struggling through this oh yeah do do what you can yeah everyone's trying to do their best everyone's got their own stuff they're trying to work through don't don't get mad at other people like you don't know what that other person's day has been like you don't know what their family life's going through don't get mad at the shop owners the restaurant yeah don't get mad at me because i asked you to put your mask on jeez (laughs) right yeah what other store are you going into without your mask why do you think the bike shop's the cool place to do that exactly and do your research don't come in here with sixty dollars (laughs) <laughs> thinking that you're gonna get a you're gonna get the Kona hey hey yeah that's right. not gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm not gonna get the Kona hey hey. I work here, jeez. Um, well, I would like to say that uh, I really appreciate it uh, or appreciate this store and this strip. Um, I've had my eye. That's why my questions were kind of focused uh, specifically on Aurora and what you thought about it and what you think about it because Downer Place here has been 
thriving and mm -hmm. bubbling. It's been doing its thing. Uh, I remember when we had to board things up and paint, there was still a good spirit on this street. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd also like to say that I like the creativity that goes on in here and how this place has been drawing people in for a long time. Uh, so even despite the hubbub and having to shut down and all that kind of stuff, like, uh, I mean, you, you've been cool. You're a cool brother. Everybody on the strip is cool, and I just I like that there's a lot of positivity going on here, and you guys are really like one of the generators of it. Right. On this, yeah, like we try to be cool to everybody. Like you can come in with your Walmart bike, and all, and it's fine. That that's your bike that you can afford. That's fine. You're getting out there. You're riding bikes. Right. You're outside mm -hmm. doing something. That's fine. I'll help you fix it. That that's okay. You don't need a million dollar bicycle to go out and have a good time. Right. So, we don't look down on you for any bike you have. Not bike snobs. I know there are some bike shops that are bike there, snobs, and that ooh. that's a misconception in the bicycle industry that a lot of guys are snobs. And okay, we're not. We're not one of those. We all you all start somewhere riding some kind of bike. I mean, I had a janky BMX bike growing up. That, right. That definitely had vice grips holding that back wheel on all of the time. <laughs> so I know where you're coming from. I right. always try to take care of the BMX kids when they come in here because I, I feel for them. So, I'm yeah, here to promote the sport and the community. Yeah, especially yeah, if you're a kid, you you need your handlebars tightened. I'm not gonna charge you to tighten your handlebars. It takes me like two seconds to turn the, my wrist. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. That's very that's much appreciated. Yeah. Like like getting out of the house, like and getting away from like my parents sometimes when I was a kid. Oh yeah, was... it's it's freedom. It really is. Until you get your driver's license, the bike's the only way to get out and get away from everybody. Be by yourself for a little bit. Clear your or just head. hang out with your friend. Yeah, definitely clear your head. I've definitely solved some problems in my brain while on a bike ride. So yep. it's a good way. It's good therapy without having to talk to anybody or paying a therapist $100 <laughs> an hour. Right. Um, well, on behalf of Good Morning Aurora, we'd like to say thank you to John and All Spoked Up for letting us come in and do this interview. Yeah, uh, this you. was really, really, really good. No, thank good you to talk for to you. choosing us in our new space. We're really yeah. excited yeah. for it. Oh. oh, God, I need hand sanitizer. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. It's so okay. not okay. <laughs> oh, we, well, we got that. We got the hand sanitizer but right and, here. And thank you to our team who did make this all happen. Yep. Hunter, JV, yeah, so this would not have We'd have been sitting here with a, with a camera phone. Yes. Thank you. Thank you to our team. Yep. Thank you to our team and shout out. Uh, and thank you to all of our listeners and subscribers for staying up with us. Uh, our show has taken a lot of uh, a lot of steps, and we've made a lot of gained a lot of ground, I should say. And this is our very first live uh, in location interview. Uh, thank you to JV. Thank you to Hunter. Thank you to Becca, and thank you, Aurora, Francis too, and Francis, <laughs> the mayor of Aurora. Yep. Shout out mayor, mayor, of Downer, mayor, mayor of Downer. Mayor of Downer. Damn. Jeez, I right. Shout out Mayor Urban. I don't know. All right. Francis could be state representative. I think we should. <laughs> <laughs> He's passing laws without even talking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Damn, you got it. All right. And we are out. See you guys tomorrow morning on the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Peace. Peace. Bye.